Hey, so I imagine you're listening to this podcast because you're an artist yourself and you want some insider tips, insights, and general advice from artists you respect. One aspect of the business we sometimes discuss on Best Advice is rollout strategies. When you're dropping new music, you want to give it the best chance of getting heard. It's all about reaching the right listeners at the right time. That's why our team at Spotify for Artists built Marquee. Marquee is a marketing tool for turning listeners into bigger fans of your new music. With Marquee, you can send full screen recommendations of your latest album, EP, or single to the right fans as soon as they open the app. Listeners who see your Marquee are twice as likely to save your tracks, making it a better way to develop your audience than trying to drive streams from social media. To find out more, go to artists.spotify.com slash marquee. I'm Rachel Swaby, and this is Human Race, a podcast from Runner's World. Each week, we'll tell a story about runners and the world of running. This week, a sprint, or rather, a short story from Human Race. We'll be alternating long pieces, like what you got last week, with short sprints, what you'll have this week on the show. So, our first sprint is about passion and wonder. It's about that moment you know the one, when you're running and all of a sudden you witness something truly extraordinary. It's a sight that just takes your breath away. Today, we're proud to feature a story from the Runner's World show, our really wonderful sister podcast. Now, it will be a rare occurrence that we'll run the same story in both places, but this piece is pretty special. In the story, Runner's World site director Chris Kraft brings us on a run with him. And what he sees? Well, it is just out of this world. I'll let him give you the tour. My watch has started, so I'm officially on my run. Going out this morning, hoping to see the International Space Station as it goes over. It's supposed to go over at about 4.31. Should be visible for a couple minutes. So we'll see. Growing up in Michigan, there was always a certain sky that you would see in the fall and in the winter time that was really, really distinct. And you know, even in the daytime. And so I've always, I've always, you know, loved that. And then we lived in Florida for a while, and there's another, you know, distinct sky that happens in Florida. And whenever I go back to those places, you know, that's one of the things that I always. Um, see and notice is just the sky. Oh, there it is. There it is. It's just, uh, wow, that's so cool. Oh, that's awesome. It's, uh, wow, it's kind of in the eastern sky, but it's just this little white speck. Little white speck just kind of slowly, steadily moving across the sky. Oh, that's so cool. Among all the other stars out there, it just looks like a star that's moving. That's moving on by. <laughs> that's awesome. So I've been on the International Space Station, the ISS, uh, two times. Um, the first time uh, for six and a half months, and the second time for about five months. My name is Sunita Williams. People usually call me Sunny. I work at the Johnson Space Center, and I'm a, a Navy pilot and an astronaut. 
what first drew me to the sky um, was probably uh, watching birds. You know, my dad's an avid bird watcher, and uh, we used to go with him on walks, and he would identify birds. But, you know, I think I, I liked more watching them fly through the branches and stuff like that versus identifying who they were, to my father's chagrin, I think. I've always been a morning runner. I just love to get out there really, really early. Um, for a time, I was going out between 4 and 4.15 in the morning every day. Um, and there's not a lot to see then. It's dark. Um, but the one thing that is always visible is the sky. I love running in the morning. I think it's a great way to start your day. And if you get up early in the morning and you're out there before the sun comes up, you can you know, usually find Orion in the Big Dipper in our sky here, um, and it's peaceful, and it gives you a, a little bit of time to just enjoy uh, you know, the night sky. Right now I see Jupiter in the western sky. It's really bright. And then about a million, billion other stars. I'm one of those geeks who has signed up to get text alerts when the International Space Station is flying over my house. So it allows me to, you know, be prepared and watch it as it as it goes over. Looking at the Earth from ISS, I mean, you can't help but think about the people from home. And, um, and you find, of course, you initially want to find where you live. But then you start really looking at the planet as a whole and... and understanding of how small amount of the planet is really land. You feel both very, very small, and, and I also feel like I'm the only one seeing that at, at that time, because there's nobody else out. And so it's just kind of a cool feeling of, of being both um, alone and also kind of connected to this, to this one thing that you're seeing. Uh, how much of its water and how much is going on in the water. You know, you could see coral reefs, uh, different blooms of algae and icebergs and different patterns as the seasons change. And it's it ma really makes you appreciate what a wonderful planet we have. And so I think it gives you a different uh, feeling of awe and perspective. I'll just never forget seeing this meteor as I was kind of coming up on this hill and just seeing this, you know, streak across the sky. That feeling of awe. I was on a run. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning. I was um, running up this hill um, close to my house near Atlanta. Really clear morning. And then as soon as you see it, you know, it's like, you know, you want to hit replay and, and see it again. And, but you know that it's gone. And it was just so cool. And again, just one of those moments that is just on, on any given run, there can always be a moment of just kind of bliss, you know, or just true awesomeness. The time I saw the Northern Lights on the International Space Station while we were on a spacewalk, and, it, you know, the only thing between me and the Northern Lights was my, essentially my visor at that time, was just unbelievable. It was un incredible. It sort of uh, blew me away as I was seeing, you know, this green glow um, poking on the earth, hitting the earth, and dancing around the earth. It's pretty spectacular. You know, I'm always aware of, of I always try to be aware of, like, when the sun is rising, you know, the ex ex exact moment. I was on a run, I don't know, six months ago, and the moon was setting over a cemetery. It was beautifully lined up. Another just awesome moment. 
that you know I'll, I'll probably never see again. I'm, I'm always I always try to be aware of what's going on, and um, that often leads me to to be looking out, you know, into into the kind of the, the heavens. There it goes. It's kind of making its way. Well, it is making its way eastward, and uh, it's getting low in the sky now. Probably won't see it for many more seconds. I can still see it. Very cool. Tomorrow it's coming over twice. Twice in one morning. I get 4.40 and 6.16. So I'll be out running tomorrow. And I'll look for it then. So hopefully uh, late next year, 2017, uh, the commercial crew program will be sending me and my compadres to space, and uh, maybe we'll get another shot at looking at the planet from, from space again. So looking forward to that. Okay, so I'm going to track it when when you're back up there, and I'm going to know when you're flying over my house. <laughs> I'm going to be out running. I'm going to give you a wave like I always do, and I, I'll expect you to give me a wave back. Is okay. We'll, uh, we'll try to wiggle the wings from the space station uh, when we fly over uh, your house. So give us a heads up. <laughs> that was Chris Kraft and the astronaut Sonny Williams. You can learn more about Sunny, including more about her Boston Marathon in space, on our website at runnersworld.com slash audio. The story this week was produced by Sylvia Ryerson, Christine Fennessy, Brian Dalek, Chris Kraft, and me, Rachel Swaby. Our theme music is by Danny Koch. David Willey is the editor-in-chief of Runner's World and the editor-in-chief of this podcast. Next week on Human Race, we'll share a story of a Boston Marathon Masters winner with an unbelievable backstory. See you next week.